the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. I'll give you the moon, all right? second installment of ride the wave podcast yeah i know it's a good thing it's a good thing something added a little differently this time i think is trying to upload a video yeah see what that looks like for us mm-hmm. something okay. a little different we'll be live in front of the camera <laughs> yeah. so um what's new i think we all know what's new right now it's kind of going on right mm. so we're dealing with something that's uncharted territory for many of us, and some of us are learning how to deal with it and thinking outside of the box, being pretty creative with this, and some are still pretty lost in the shuffle as to how do we function in this kind of a society that nobody truly knows um, what the answer is just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously everybody knows it's, you know, COVID-19 is... Um, has kind of run its course throughout the world. It's become a pandemic. Um, from my view, um, it can kind of go either two ways, right? This is a situation that either our society will turn to technology as a way to kind of influence um, how we educate, how we uh, um, adapt to these kind of challenges in the, in the future. And um, I think we're either going to use the technology for a good thing or I think people are going to um, see technology as, huh, maybe we do need to go outside a little bit more. Maybe we do need to appreciate what this thing is called life mm. a little bit more. You know, those are my two little, I guess, I guess they are my point of views, my opinions. But the other side of that is, too, is we can have a well-balanced society with having techno- technology as well as being outside and being creative we live here on on the beach and we look out and we saw even yesterday how many people were out on the beach Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um but you're still using your phones to take pictures of seashells absolutely right Right. it's it's a balance of the two and like dan and i were driving in the north end of newburyport yesterday near my studio and we were both just overjoyed at the sight of neighborhood kids playing street hockey and you know dan said oh he it brought him back to days when he was growing up and i love what i love about covid19 is that maybe without it we wouldn't be experimenting and playing like we used to um dan and i've been to the beach every day since for about like five days now yeah it might even be more than that there's Mm. there's a weird sense with all of this um you know, obviously, me being a school counselor, it's been a little different for us and for you as, as owning your own business, yoga studio. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had to adapt to teaching and, and teaching remotely, yeah. which every school has, right? We're not the only ones. I and, know. There, and there are some schools that have already done this. Um, but for the schools, the majority of the schools, we're learning how to uh, teach and counsel remotely. We're literally being school counselors from the couches Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and it's kind of cool it's interesting to see that you know we work our regular days and you know we answer as many questions as we can but there's going to be an interesting situation when you get the first phone call from a student who is dealing with their own crisis right Mm -hmm. obviously there's professionals outside of the school that we would have to refer to um, but those conversations are going to happen and they're going to be a little different for some of these counselors throughout this country I would say I was. Sure. I saw the box that your cell phone came in because they all got cell phones for, as counselors, their team to be able to communicate with yeah. students, right? Yep. And it was the track phone, yep. like brand. And I remember, like my first phone was a track phone. It was like the. It wasn't even a flip phone. It was like a net zero. Like yeah. I don't. Even, I don't know. It was like so monkey. Like it was just so. Yeah primal like preliminary in nature and now to just see the advances in 20 years it's like it hasn't even been 20 years it's mm. been 2007 i think my buddy drew uh mm. got um the first iphone mm-hmm. 
Right, absolutely. Which is crazy to think where these things have come. I know, right? I know. It's wild. I mean, we don't even need these these, these things that are in front of us. We could do all of this on this phone that's sitting right here in front of me. Right. But we're deciding to use microphones and things like that. Old school. The other thing in, in the topic that we'll get to for today mm. is, you know, everybody's home, hopefully. <laughs> Unless if you guys are still the ones going out. And partying in Florida. Uh, yeah. But everybody should be home. Everybody should be at home. I at love home. the sentiment. Like, just like, it's not that hard to sit on your couch. But it is. And that's like Dan yeah, is saying, we're going to we're gonna tackle that a little bit. We're hey. going to unpack that today. And if you follow me on Instagram, man, I, I, I'm, you know, I just posted a video of me working out yesterday. It's really hard even for me who, who enjoys doing things. And, and sure for you, uh, going out. And we enjoyed getting out of of our place even though we love our apartment um what brings me to how are relationships surviving right now right so mm. this conversation will be about you know those relationships and what they might look like um right now right and, now and in, in general like this yeah you know i we've been together now a year we can say yeah yeah <laughs> and uh there hasn't been a moment of um some people might call it discourse or an argument or a bittering or, or, or any of those things. It's no. been smooth sailing, pretty solid. Yeah. There's going to be a moment in our time where we're going to have to check each other. Possibly. Oh, maybe not. It doesn't maybe seem not. like anything. But I think people go through um, those challenges in their lives. And some people even live in those moments their entire relationship. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. And today, honestly, we're going to have a conversation about almost like the who what when and where and whys of relationships yeah but we narrowed it down to the what the why and the how yeah because though like i love the five w's and and the one h because they just really get down to basics about whatever topic you want to discuss so yeah we'll do yeah. the the what the why and the how of relationships and it's interesting because our perspectives are are one of an astrologer and, and a yoga um, practitioner, as well as um, somebody who is a, um, you know, a therapist, an individual therapist, not only with, you know, kids, but I worked with families either of uh, separated parents or even parents who are trying to co-parent while they lived in the same house. But you can clearly tell that the reason why I was there, um, the family was broken, uh, as I would say, from the head, which is the parents. Mm. Um, and their relationship was suffering, mm. which essentially came down to the kiddos. And uh, I see it a lot today, even in the schools. Um, but I saw it um, significantly when I would go into the homes. And then, you know, obviously, we just have experience in our own relationships, which we'll talk about. We won't delve too deep into those. And if we start to go on a tangent. But mm. um, for the most part, and, and just remember, we don't know really any. Right. Right. We're just like, speaking we're just, from my 28 year old. If, and my 34 year old. This is just experiences. So you might be sitting there going, what the hell do you guys know about this stuff? Right. You guys can't tell me. How. Just listen. And, and these are just experiences. These are just stories. These are just our opinions of what we would think or consider a healthy relationship. Love it. Be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Love it. So. With that being said, let's go to our notes on our, yeah. our outline that we wanted to. So, what is a relationship, Ashley? Mm. What is a relationship? A relationship can be between. Um, it's usually between two people, uh, and it can be in nature, romantic, business, professional, friendship. Uh, it could be um, mother daughter. M mother son father daughter father son it's really any discourse between people i think that's how i that's how i would define a relationship yeah yeah how about you dan yeah i would i think it's an agreement of um two i would even say yeah i would say two people who are again in an agreement to communicate as much as they can to trust or build trust with one another 
to to have respect for one another in those words like obviously like everybody knows the the big things of being a human being quote unquote is that you want to trust somebody you want to respect them you want to be able to communicate with them but truthfully like when you're developing a relationship even if it's with a friend or soon to be friend like you want to be able to trust them you want to be able to talk to them about anything you want to be able to listen to them right and then you know i think when it comes to a relationship with the significant other um, those things obviously have to be there with some other uh, characteristics as well and uh, that could be you know just your attraction to them mm-hmm. not only by like the, the eye but in what they look like but also like what they do talk about like how many situations have you been in where it's like Man, I really like this person because of the way that they look. But when they start to talk, it's like, <laughs> what is going on? Right. 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 And then there's the other perspective, which is I love this person and how they're talking to me. and the, But there's no physical attraction. No, yes. So it, so in the, in the spirit of relationship between two people, it also implies there's some sort of balance yeah. um, in, within um, what we're trying to get out of of this relationship, you, so yeah, yeah, and I think you know with that it's like some people, and and this word comes up a lot, and I'm gonna say these kind of things, these themes, but like settling, ah, no, they look all right, but man, can I hold a conversation with them? Mm. Yeah, but do you really enjoy like their person? Do you like the way that they look when they put themselves together? You, do you have you know? There is a part of Are that you that you want to be, yeah, you want to be around them, right? Right. Or the other piece of that is like you're settled and you're like, they're really good looking. Mm. But man, when we sit down tonight, it's like, uh, I'm pretty much having a conversation with myself. Right. 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 So like, where is that balance in not finding yourself settled? And, and I know we had conversation, I think in the last one was about your job, right? You don't want to settle with that because a short time. Mm-hmm time just it doesn't really care mm. right it'll just keep going mm-hmm. it's just gonna and and Ashley has this great thought on on time how it, it's not that it doesn't exist mm-hmm. right but we almost keep we almost we almost care about it a little too much because we have the clocks and we need to have scheduled appointments right right but the aspect of the day going um through mm-hmm. right the, the earth is spinning the the sun will you know all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That that's there's no lie there. There's facts. Right. And your lot time's gonna keep going keep whether going. you're on the on board or not. That's right. And so, so why not be on board? Exactly. The, que- the, the question. So if you're sitting there with somebody, and you either aren't attracted to them either you know physically or mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. like what do you? What, what are, are you, we doing? What are you doing? What are we doing? What are you doing? And so it brings us to well, this brings me at least to the third. Thing we're trying to tackle in the the what the why and the how but um so it's really the how and um oh my god i just totally lost my train of thought sorry we'll go to the why yeah let's go to the why and then i'm sure it will swing back so i mean even before we enter into that uh, you know there's a there was another topic that we wanted to touch on a little mm. bit and it was like how do people get engaged with like negative things in their lives if it's drugs alcohol gambling uh, eating, not sleeping, cheating, like right. all these things that we see as an, um, a breakdown in, in yourself is like a character, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, and, and you've mentioned, and you'll, you'll, you can go into, into this, but you know, you enter these relationships and I'll never forget a beautiful quote that one of my clients said to me who was a recovering uh, heroin addict for 15 years. He was 65 years old, living on his own. Um, and he said to me, Dan, you know what I hate they say in movies? I said, what? He goes, you know Jerry Maguire? I said, yep. He goes, and Jerry Maguire, um, he, I think it's she who is, uh, forget the actress's name, says to Tom Cruise, you complete me. Or like Tom Cruise says it to her, yeah, right? Yeah. And he's like, I hate that. Because because if you're not completed going into a relationship, right, mm-hmm. then you're you're my my uh, puzzle piece to my life, right? Right. Right. 
if you don't do your own work, mm -hmm. then sometimes what happens is you see people referring to all of those negative things that, or all of those dangerous kind of things, those, those risks that um, are only there to hide really what's happening, right? The drugs, sure. the alcohol, the cheating, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right? You right. see where I'm going with that? Yeah, and it brings me back to the point that I forgot about, which well, is, <laughs> perfect, um, why do we tend to um, settle? Um, and it's usually because we haven't done some sort of work. Um, to use like the most simple example, um, if you were abused as a child, right? that's a familiar pattern to you in your physical body at that point. Your neurons fire in a certain way that makes you in some way comfortable with like some form of abuse. So without any sort of self-introspection, whether that's through psychotherapy or any contact or practice that gets you back in touch with your body, it's likely that you're going to seek out those who have that those similar tendencies the stuff you're used to as a kid so it's really interesting um it really goes back to you know the reason why sometimes we settle is because we're not pointing the fingers back at ourselves mm -hmm. and really taking a moment to be compassionate for what's here like sitting with ourselves and being like why am i feeling this need to be x y or z or do this x y or z with this person it's just, it's not an opportunity to judge or to self-criticize or blame, but it's rather just this moment of self-inquiry that can really lead us to do hard, really hard work, but most important work of our whole lives. And, yeah. then, and then even if we're not in the perfect relationship, right, with a perfect person, at least we've made some strides within our own world to have a better chance at a relationship. Yeah, I think every relationship, um, to make it personal, that I've had has led me to a place where I can really grow as my, my own self, right? Yeah. But it wasn't until I literally just pumped the brakes and said, hold on, like I need to be, um, it wasn't that I needed to be alone, mm -hmm. but I definitely needed to um, take time for myself. And that, for everybody, can be different time, right? It doesn't necessarily need to be um definitely doesn't need to be years or uh th there shouldn't be a time slated to how long you need for yourself yes right right I and i think people are like some people want to know how long that time is or what they need to do to find themselves or like everybody's looking for a guru for the answers mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. But if you just stop for a second, even if it's like, even if it is 24 hours to just kind of reset, re, just adjust yourself, adjust your thoughts, mm -hmm. that could lead to a couple of months, could lead to a year or two, right? Yeah. And there's some of these people that are out there that um, haven't been in relationships for years. Yep. They, they haven't, and they're, they're saying, they're yelling into the phone right now. They're yelling into their car, they're yelling at the computer, whatever they're listening to the saying, but I've been alone forever. Mm -hmm. I, I've I've been doing this work forever, but it, there's work to be done there too. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it also leads to the why question, like why would we want to be in a relationship? That really starts to answer this question is we want to be in relationships because we want to evolve in some way. We want to have another person with whom we can discourse and play and help ourselves to explore who we are. If you think of like a ping pong table, this comes to mind, like you want somebody else to be on the, the other end, able to kind of bounce the ping pong ball back to you. Like it's a springboard sort of, a relationship can be this beautiful arena within which you ask questions and explore topics and it doesn't need to be cookie cutter or picture perfect it's really okay to be messy and not know and not expect anything it's like this beautiful petri dish i feel mm. like that's why we want to be in a relationship we want to be better people as individuals it's not for the purpose mm -hmm. of like dan said putting that puzzle piece in your life it can be beautiful and fun and pretty and all of that, but it's not 
I, I don't think it's we're in relationships for the other person. I think we're in relationships really for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And not in a selfish way, but in a beautiful becoming way. All of that, you know, what is a relationship, right? It's also, and, and it's coming to mind now, obviously, um, as we talk about this, but there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. As long as, as long as you're doing things like that are, um, you know, reasonably um, expected of you, yeah. right? You're not, you're not going out at all the time, and when you're in a relationship and your and your spouse is questioning why you're out, right? Yeah. That's where judgment can come come to haunt some people. But if you're just sitting there and you're having conversations and uh, I have a I have an opinion on the coronavirus, or I have an opinion on education or yoga, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're able to um, sit there without judgment and listen. Yes, right. Listening. Oh, that starts to get into the how, but yeah, it's huge. And and you see, you know, people who um, you see people in relationships who who judge, who say things like, um, well. My boyfriend doesn't cook or clean, or my boyfriend, or my husband, or my wife, or all this stuff, mm-hmm. because those people seem to have not um, taken time for themselves to do their own like work on whatever that is that they haven't addressed with their significant other. And hey, some of these older relationships, like. My parents and stuff, and, and your parents, things that they argue about at this point, it's like uh, they've been so long, they love each other, that like those smaller things, man, those things were addressed 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. They almost have a right to have those conversations, right? I'm talking about you're sitting with a friend and they've been together for like three years, four or five years, and you're like, wait a minute, you haven't addressed this with that person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the way you have has been more judgmental than it has been. Hey, uh, yeah. you know when the dishes are dirty, do you mind just like cleaning a couple of them? Mm-hmm. Instead, you're bringing it up at like a gathering of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? For sure, yeah. It's really difficult to be vulnerable with somebody. Yeah. That's. I feel like that's what that comes down to. If you're trying to bring stuff up at parties or in groups of people, it's like you're not comfortable on your own. Yeah. Right. Because, um, you know, what has happened there? Uh, mm-hmm. What has happened in that relationship? Uh, communication has turned into arguments. So communication can be on all different levels, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tend to talk to, you know, uh, students about this. How can you communicate effectively with your parents or your friends, your own relationships, all that stuff? Um, it, it comes down to... Um, it comes down to when you communicate, it can either be of an argument, because that's communication. It can be uh, texting, that's communicate. Like, it depends, right? Mm-hmm. But if you really want to see a person's face, you want an eye to eye, you want all of that kind of stuff, you have to sit down with them. And if somebody starts to get, if you start to get upset while I'm just talking to you, conversation has to end. Sure. For sure. I have to revisit this at some other point. I, I don't see that you're actually listening to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to take a step back, right? And if you start to see yourself doing that, you got to be mindful enough to be like, I got to stop because either the way you're looking at me or I just can't be around you, mm-hmm. whatever it is, we need to kind of knock this off and I got to come back at a later time. I love it. And like the sure signs of being too angry to have a conversation are the sort of the obvious um increased heart rate bringing your hands into fists um starting to sort of cower over like you're Mm -hmm. trying to sort of block your heart um you're not because when we when we start when we bring our shoulders forward and down that's like really just we're shunting we're we're not allowing the heart energy to expand so a real sign of vulnerability and if you want to start to practice vulnerability in your body is to do things like cat and cow, like just really easy inhaling mm. to open the heart, exhale to round the spine. Mm. And that just helps to bring those muscles around your heart um, to open and, and practice. That's it's a constant practice. Like yoga is a practice for getting back in touch with our energetic and emotional body. Yeah. So. Well, and I think that comes, you know, in, in 
you know, the other thing there too is just people not having confidence in themselves mm-hmm. and doing that work with themselves mm-hmm. to, to be confident enough to say, uh, I don't like the way you're talking to me. Yeah. And trust me, like, it took me a while to be able to even say that to anybody. Mm. And mm-hmm. it wasn't probably till I started practicing jujitsu, mm-hmm. right? Sure, surfing it builds confidence, but it's an indifferent, it's a different um, confidence building thing. Yeah. You can go out on bigger days, and 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 it's interesting. You battle the tides, and you're confident. You're confident in your ability to surf. Where surfing and jujitsu kind of come together is that aspect of confidence and taking risks and all that stuff. But jujitsu. There's something different. Well, it's a relationship. It is. You're in now in a dynamic with somebody else, yeah. whereas surfing, you're alone, right? You're alone. You're in a relationship with yourself. You're working on your own your own thing. You're you're building confidence and standing up, paddling for waves, going out when it's big. Mm-hmm. It's very. It's even more so an individual sport than than jujitsu is. Jujitsu is uh, chess with somebody else. It is individual. But you are playing the game with another person, right? Can you tell listeners in case they don't know what jiu-jitsu is? Oh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Geez. Hey, um, I'm probably not one to really uh, tell what it is, the history and the background. I'm going to I'm gonna avoid trying to explain the history because I will brutalize it. Yeah. And uh, I'll probably get choked out by somebody. But it is a mixed martial... Nope. I'm going to see. I'm going to stop right there. It's a form of martial art. Mm. Uh, commonly seen in mixed martial arts like the Ultimate Fighting Championship, uh, UFC. Um, you know, it, it's it's a sport that has um, origins from Japan that were uh, learned and I wouldn't say perfected, but honed in on from the Brazilian uh, culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, major families uh, have come from there, in particular one, the Gracie family. Uh, it is a um, combative sport, uh, hand-to-hand, more so grappling like wrestling. Our wrestling that, you know, a lot of our high school kids do in, in, in you know, while they're growing up and into college. But, you know, for Brazilians and, and Japanese, it was jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Brazilian jiu-jitsu is the most common at this point. Japanese jiu-jitsu is um, an older form, uh, a little different. Uh, some people also refer to uh, judo, which is more of the stand-up game, more throws. Okay. Brazilian jiu-jitsu is more of your submissions, uh, your arm locks, uh, arm breaks, uh, and things like that. Right. right. And you said it was Japanese? Japanese is pretty I'm much the starting of it. Chinese, like... We have samurais in China. China. I, you know, I don't know what form of martial art. I don't even want to attempt to. I think uh, I don't even want to say it. Well, qigong. I'm just thinking in terms of like the Chinese history. Mm. Um, I wonder, and this is for a different podcast altogether, probably, but um, they called the energetic reserve around the heart, around the navel, dantian, which is like our powerhouse. It's like where we draw from yeah. to do any activity. So. And I don't know the answer to this, but jujitsu, I'm wondering like how that might, uh, how it, how those two play together, if at all. How the energy, like from, from maybe your core section or something. Um, if you don't have a strong core, like in yoga, like in surfing, uh, jujitsu, uh, be a struggle for you. Sure, sure. 100%. Yeah. So in like, and the yogic sense, the third, that's third chakra, it's called Manipura chakra. And, um, I, I love, I love that third energy center because we can really, everything sort of stems and grows from there. Um, it, it strength, I think real strength comes from a sense of confidence because third yeah. chakra is where we store a sense of self and, um, the knowing that we're here in this life to do things that are hard, to do things that involve standing up for who, what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And so... Just like checking back in with like your core, I think like if you can feel expansive in your core in whatever way that feels good to you, whether it's like core strengthening or mm. like breath work, mm-hmm. certain breath exercises, yeah. whatever, um, just make sure like you're feeling good in your belly. Yeah. And that like translates and correlates to so many other things. Oh, like- a ton. Ton. I would even like almost uh, triangulate like jujitsu, yoga, and surfing. Like yeah. three uh, 
lifestyles that are very, very um, important to one another, mm. right? Yeah. Yoga, one, is, is going to allow you to be as flexible as possible for both of those sports, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't even want to call them sports. I'll call them lifestyles, right? I'll yeah. call them whatever you want to call them. How right. about that? Uh, with surfing, you need to be flexible because if you're ever in a position where you fall off your board and you're tumbling and stuff, your body is going to want to be able to be uh, mobile in those moments, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in jiu-jitsu, um, if you are very like tight and, and straining, it's a difficult practice to be really good at. When you're flexible and not too, too flexible, you never want to be so flexible, right? And then you're straining things for whatever you want to say. But in jiu-jitsu, you want to be flexible so you can hit certain positions and you can get out of certain people's way. What I was going to say, though, in regards to being um, you know, confident, uh, what jiu-jitsu allows is you to feel more confident with yourself. Not about hurting somebody else, but just feeling confident about yourself. The first time you, you land a... A submission on somebody and you know like oh okay like I can protect myself mm. it's not necessarily a physical thing right I could protect myself now verbally as well as what you'll end up learning so if somebody is talking down to you because they know you're not necessarily an alpha but maybe you have a little beta or a little more beta in there mm-hmm. you can say well well wait a minute you're speaking to me in a way that makes me feel like this, mm. right? Because isn't the underlying idea in jujitsu like it's respect? It's respect. It's all about respect. So yeah. I love that because if we pick that up and plop it down into like a, a relationship, relationship between you and me, yeah. it's not fighting for the sake of fighting. It's no. like fighting for like honor and valor, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Like it's like how confident are you in your in yourself to be able to speak your true opinion and stand up for yourself mm. in a relationship yeah even even though i you know i've been in and out of um the practice of jujitsu and, and i love it i watch it daily every day yeah um and i'm not even joking about it. it's something that i literally appreciate every single day mm. um i can still walk into a crowded place and feel confident in myself mm. prior to that uh boston marathon bombing after that i i've had a sense of man what why are these people wearing backpacks? Why Why am I in this crowd space? I wasn't anxious because I had my counseling background, but I felt a little bit of nerves that I hadn't felt before, right? Mm. Even before that, even in my past, making fun of myself was the go-to, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And hey, just so you guys know, in a relationship, you want to know a telltale sign of a bad relationship? When one of the spouses makes fun of the other spouse and that spouse continues on with the joke as to say, like, I am a loser. I can't wash the dishes. I don't do anything right. Yeah. And they continue on with the making fun of themselves because they don't have the confidence enough to say, hey, I don't really enjoy when you do that in front of like some other people. You're making me look bad. All that stuff. And there's one thing about having a good sense of humor. But then there's another of, hey, you cross the line. I have boundaries. I love it. Right. Exactly. So, but with jujitsu, when you have that, that confidence of being able to be in a room that's full of strangers or whatever, you have the confidence to know, not I can beat everybody up in here, but I can walk tall. Mm. Like you said, I can walk with my shoulders back. Mm. I can have confidence in myself. And that alone mm. deters those. It's just the body posture. That's it. Right. That's it. You know, uh, in the animal kingdom... Um, lions in particular uh, if a lion a male lion goes into a new pride and I'm not any biologist mm. I just watch a lot of stupid shows right <laughs> or listen to, uh, a male lion will come in with its head high mm-hmm. and first thing it will do is it will kill off the babies that are males will kill off the babies to make the female uh, go in heat right and, and you'll notice a, a very quick demeanor in the male that's of the of the pride that was already there its head will go down its tail will be go, go between its legs mm-hmm. if it feels like that new male comes in and is overpowering mm-hmm. everything and it's just the posture in the new male mm-hmm. that scares it typically mm-hmm. that's all bro science just so you know so look it up and uh well yeah and i'm not a physiologist but like i would imagine that posture i know it emits certain energy it's sort of a certain um, frequency in your body and that must emit pheromones in some way too it's gotta. like 
that would sh- make others sort of recognize, ooh, he's in the room or she's in the room. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. But in relationships, you know, being able to stand up for yourself is a big thing. And, mm-hmm. and for some, and for some uh, spouses, you know, it's either on a female side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've worked with some females who have been in domestic violence situations. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason why, you know, a major case of females who go back to their spouses is because um, their body has been trained and their mind has been trained to go back to the way that a, a male will talk to them. Love it. I mean, I don't love it in that sense. Yeah. In their sense, I love it in the way that you're putting it. So if they learned how to, quote unquote, protect themselves, either verbally, emotionally, or physically, um, you know, maybe in their case, mm-hmm. they could feel like they can leave that person. Um you know, it's a horrible thing because it can become very violent. Mm. Uh, but a female to be able to protect themselves in those cases, I think is truly important. Mm. And on the male side, some males who are those beta and they find an alpha female, mm. they tend to find themselves in situations where they constantly are being made fun of for lack thereof their masculinity, right? Yeah. And what a horrible place to be in when you're being made fun of, of not being male enough and you allow it to happen, and then you make fun of yourself mm, yeah. for not being male enough. Sure. Right? Sure. If you could speak to that, I guess. Yeah, I can speak to that. Um, so inherently in everybody, there is a masculine and feminine energetic reserve. It doesn't matter gender-wise um, what you are, what you identify as, but in everybody, you can kind of sense a, a day and night. And, and when I say that, I mean the daytime reflecting the ability to stand up it's the more masculine energy that we each contain stand up for what you believe in um make decisions for yourself enjoy a sensation of moving in your body and being physical and being active and then there's the lunar or the yin part of each person as well and that could be classified um more rightly as the feminine energy which acknowledges and appreciates the importance of nurturance and rest and um, sleep and um, feeling emotionally what's what's present so we each have a masculine and feminine side and and i believe truly that when we can marry those two within ourselves first it's then and only then that we can start to have a healthy relationship with another human being right yeah so that balance that Dan was saying of the alpha and beta within yourself is so important. And and so the beta, I think, is what we're really lacking as a society. The embrace of the inner feminine um, in every person, again, no matter what your gender is, acknowledging the importance of rest, of appreciating nature and beauty and um, – letting yourself cry i mean that's a whole another rabbit hole we can go down the males males historically um not you know not making it okay for males to cry you know this conditioning based on our parents and their parents and society it's just so um unfortunately wrong and because inherently we all want to be able to express ourselves in balance in harmony so um it's rare that I see Dan cry, but I love when I do. I think I've seen you cry once since we've been in a relationship for the past year, but it's just lovely. And I'm sure Dan acknowledges and appreciates when I can show that my alpha, my alpha parts as well. Yeah. Like as a female, it's like, it's cool to, to show both. Yeah. And, um, I have to say that, um, you know, I think even the area that you grow up in kind of tells you what you're supposed to be like and what you, sh- you know, you shouldn't For be sure. like in a relationship. Out external, any sort of external yeah. conditioning. And, and, and um, you know, we'll get into the why of, of a relationship. Why is, why is, uh, we'll go into the next topic. Um, but, you know. The how, you mean. The how. The how. Do we already go how into do the we why? Be... We already yeah. did the why. We did that. Well, you can touch more if you. I don't even know. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, but like, you know, maybe I've, I'm reading this wrong, but I don't know. I think that a lot of my, I think a lot of people that were from where I grew up and, you know, Methuen or just like that North Shore, 
kind of attitude that like the bros are bros and we don't cry and we go to the gym and we're jacked and all this thing, right? Mm. We play sports and, you know, guys, all this stuff. Meanwhile, it's Thanksgiving, your senior year, and you're bawling your eyes out. It's, it's, uh, it's these masculine moments in life where you're, you're tearing up, but you can't cry because you're a guy, right? Girls love it. Girls love when you cry. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> but, they, but, but I think that in, at least, and I don't know if this happened here in this area, you know, near close to the beach or wherever the heck you, you grew up, but it just felt like where I was, it was like you had to be a tough guy. Yeah. Right? Like tough guys were... were... Well, you think of the families who, who inhabit oh. those... Like a place like Methuen. Yeah, it's very hard working families. Yeah. yeah. And not they're, always native to the US. Like they're Yeah, they're, they're Italian, they're yeah. like right. Lebanese, they're so, right. whatever, their background Irish. They're so like strong pack mentality, right? Yeah. Like that's yes. inherent in those people. And again, in and that's a great that's a great thing too, pack mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Like you talk about alpha, you talk about beta. The alpha leads the way, right? You don't want that alpha ever becoming emotional because you know, they're no longer strong. Well, you know, at the end of the day... Who are you fighting? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? I mean, when you're when you're fighting your spouse and you're having those conversations with your spouse and it's becoming an argument, now you have kids in the picture. Mm. 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 I mean, in, in, that's, a, that's a teachable moment, right? Right. And you might not even think that. The kiddo's eight years old, ten years old, and they're... they're, they're their their brains are sponges. Right. They're soaking it all in. Oh, that's how I'm supposed to talk to a female. Oh, that's how I'm supposed to communicate with my lover, my my friends, my whoever, my teachers. Oh, that's how I'm supposed to talk to a male. Well, that's how I'm supposed to act when I'm a female. Like all of that kind of stuff, right? And I'm not saying like arguments won't happen in front of kids or arguments aren't going to ever happen in a relationship or if they do, then you're in a horrible no, no, no. The conversation is really, hey, if uh, four out of the five days in a week you're noticing you're in an argument with your spouse, it's no longer an argument. That is your life. Sure. I love it. You're so right. Right? Yeah. It's Again, it goes back to balance. It's like healthy arguments. You've got three, you got, you know, uh, three and a half days you're maybe, I mean, it shouldn't be. As far as arguing goes, we don't want like three days a week you're arguing, three you're not type of thing. But it's just more, you know, how do we get back to that middle ground? How do we get back to that, the the middle way, right? If you're into Buddhist thought, right? It's the middle way. It's how do we polarize less? How do we get away from those extremes and sort of back to baseline? Yeah. Middle ground. You know, and and, um, is it true that like all of the time, you know, if you're in a bad relationship or if you haven't done your work, you're going to, you're going to go to those like negative things, like to go back to like me talking about, you know, doing some negative aspects in life, like, you know, drinking excessively or taking drugs or any of that kind of stuff. Or you always going to do that if you're in a bad relationship. No, like you might actually, you might be in one of those relationships where the person does, you know, fit that puzzle and create a beautiful thing. And sure, those things happen mm-hmm. as well, right? Sure. That definitely happens. But what, you know, some of you might have questions as to like, man, why can't I stick in this one relationship? Or why is this relationship so bad? Or why am I drinking more? Why do I find myself not wanting to come home after work? Or why is it that when I'm at home, I immediately go to my phone Mm -hmm. or my computer Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be anywhere near that person, Mm -hmm. right? Why is it that I'm finding that? Well, you might be finding that that way because you might not be answering those questions for yourself at first is really what I was talking about. Yeah. Like, you know, there are other things that you can be doing outside of the drinking and the drugs and the gambling and the da 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 da, whatever it is, right? In order for you to take care of yourself, to then be there for your spouse if you truly are invested in that relationship yeah and i think if you are going reverting to those distractions if you will right there you go. that's a good word the alcohol the yeah whatever the um whatever phone or whatever that it's a real crisis that has to do with like how you see yourself yeah uh and so any moment i would say that you can go into like 
some solitude, like Dan was saving, like 24 hours where you're just sort of like alone and you can observe yourself <laughs> in whatever way you see fit, guided meditation or just like a moment of stillness and silence, like in some way that it's profoundly cool. And I will, I said this in the last podcast we released, but I took three months abroad in Asia and I was, um, intermittently with people but I flew there alone and I flew back alone right so I was there alone and just I wasn't sitting in stillness the whole time although I I was for a lot of it um I went to India and Sri Lanka and Bali um but God like not being with somebody gave me such profound insight into where I was lacking as a person right where I was seeking distractions and um I just recommend if in any way you can kind of just like either be alone or take a little trip alone after we're all released from, you know, quarantine that it's just, it's can be so profoundly helpful. Yeah. Um, and I know and you did something similar too. Yeah, I was pretty much around the same time. I, you know, um, I tried to catch some waves up in Nova Scotia and I, you know, I'd started driving and it was about an 11 hour, 12 hour drive. I had planned a little trip for myself, you know, thanks to a lot of friends that were there during, you know, before the time, uh, allowing me to just kind of like, uh, I guess, bed hop. Love it. <laughs> right? Yeah. So driving my, you know, driving myself up to Nova Scotia was, you know, the pinnacle of that, of that time in my life. It was where I really needed to kind of just be alone. And, um, you know, I was up there for um, a week. For that week, I didn't, I remember, and I, and I noted this to myself, I didn't say a word except for the last day when I went out to a restaurant. I brought food with me, and I didn't say a word all week. I didn't say a thing. I just thought to myself, every day I woke up, I camped on the beach. It was cool. But kind of going back to what you were saying, you know, and, and we plan to have this conversation today, even before this uh, COVID-19 happened, right? Um, how do people in, in this, in this time live with each other, basically, yeah. who might've been, God forbid, uh, going to work, coming home, not talking to each other, yeah. right? God. Uh, living this life of just, there was no longer a relationship or ship. <laughs> there was a relationship. Dan Cook on that one, right? It was now becoming this, the inevitable. Who's going to say it first? Who's going to finish this, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Who's going to say, I, I either want to break up or I want to have a divorce or whatever, right? I know. Who is going to mention? And that's, and for a lot of people, whoever's listening to this, like, it might be you, right? right? And like you, you're sitting there now and, and you're kind of having to live in this time. And again, mm. the way that this is kind of like yeah, evolving in front of us, there might be a time in the next couple of days where we all might just have to sit here for about two weeks and literally not move our, move from our couches. Yeah. Like, it's literally. It's basically accelerating the inevitable, accelerating the inevitable yeah. in that, like, if you're in a relationship that sucks, like, like just let's term it. It just sucks. It feels sucky. Awful. Yeah. Whatever. However it feels for you, whatever that's, whatever that terribleness is. Yeah. You're going to get like mentioned. an incubation period of yeah. real, like, let's look at, let's look at each other. Let's look at ourselves. Let's look at our relationship. And that's going to be hard it's for gonna a be hard. lot of people. So are you thinking about like, how am I going to bring this up to this person? Or is it the other side? Is it the optimistic side? All right. Now I'm with this person. Let's bring it back to like, you know, the glory days of the first six months. I love that too. Right? Yeah. It's like, let's remember maybe like why we loved each other, why yeah. we fell in love in the first place and try to do some of those things again. I mean, the beauty of this illness is, um, you know, viruses that we do get a little more time in a sense in that maybe we're not commuting to the city or we're not, um, you know, coming back home or what have you that we can start implementing some activities that bring us back a sense of spark yeah and and that could even come from and how do you do it that can come from a couple of things hey saying thank you is huge i know i love that i think i've said to you like 
four times today. Like, I'm so grateful that you Guys, love me. <laughs> she doesn't stop saying thank you every day, but I have to appreciate it all the time. It's something really important that people forget to do. It's you're, you're 10 years in a relationship, 15 years in a relationship, and maybe the last five, seven years, you've you've forgotten those words. I love, yeah. Even the small things, like even if it is the dishes, and it, and it has been three years since you washed the dishes or did your own laundry or whatever, mm -hmm. like even just saying, hey, thank you, without sarcasm, without any of that shit, just saying like, hey, you know, thanks for doing that today, right? Mm -hmm. Or in... I'm not even going to say the I love you piece because if I love you has, hasn't come out of your mouth in, in quite some time and now you're sitting in that room, man, that's it's almost lost at that point anyways. The other piece, you know, is uh, being affectionate. Yeah. How? A hug, uh, a kiss. Mm -hmm. Doesn't necessarily need to be like anything more than that. And in some relationships that, you know, I've, you know, I've, I've even been in, or I've to my friends, or I've been in in counseling sessions. The intimacy is no longer there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and if you're not intimate, I think with your partner, it's just a lack of feeling okay with yourself in a lot of ways, which is I think the recurrent theme of this of this talk today is like understand like it's okay to show yourself compassion for the way it is for how you look for how you for how you communicate like for how you are like show yourself love first show yourself love for in all those arenas because your partner probably isn't going to be attracted to you if you're not feeling okay about yourself anyway don't think you need to look a certain way or or re or behave a certain way it's just like be you yeah like it's okay to be messy or not in within the lines of society or whatever. It's just like, love yourself. What is it in Maisel? Miss, marvelous Mrs. Maisel, right? What? What? She's she like, she's in the morning getting her. She wakes oh, up yeah. before he does. She puts her makeup on. So yeah. when she he wakes up, she's like gorgeous, like oh. she was when she went to bed. If you haven't seen the marvelous oh, Mrs. Maisel show. on Amazon Prime, yeah, we're plugging it. That's a great uh, thing to do during this quarantine. So what she does basically is, you know, she goes to bed with her makeup on and she's... No, no, no. She goes to bed like whatever and then she wakes, oh, she yeah, sets yeah. her alarm like two hours early before her husband wakes up and like puts her face on and like does her hair and so that when she goes back to lay down on her pillow, her husband Joel wakes up next to her yeah. and like sees her perfect. It's like yeah. so and like I'm not gonna lie, like I wanna I want Dan to think I'm pretty when I wake up too, but that's just like probably not the case all the time. But there's beauty in that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's real beauty and like vulnerability in that. And I'll say today, like Dan saw me like waxing my face. Like he usually is at work if like I, you know, wax my face, my nice Greek face with my Greek hair. Like, but he was like around today, right? And like it's I could care less. Well, she, I he her, might have any opinion, I but like, I make her kiss me even when she has her mud yeah, face. Yeah, and thing I get, on. I say, don't look at me, you know. Yeah, but he still wants to kiss. Okay, but mind <laughs> you, um, when I was at basic training, I'm one of the oldest guys there, and I am bald. Like, I'm like <laughs> seven year old man Friar Tuck bald. So they're making me grow my hair, and I have to FaceTime her, and I look. <laughs> Like an old man. I have my eyeglasses on. Cute. I have my eyeglasses on. There's pictures of me that are out there oh, yeah. from Fort Sill, Oklahoma. If you go on the Facebook page. Don't go on the Facebook page. Mean, yeah. I look horrible. <laughs> Horrendous. You look cute. But the fact that she was at the airport and came to see me at graduation tells me that I can look horrendous like that and know that she is still there despite my looks. It's It goes deeper than that. Yeah. And I think, you know... Mm. My favorite relationships that I've observed have been the ones that, like, from the outside, you just see this, like, love of, it's it's like an aura for the two. There's no, mm -hmm. there's no judgment on what they look like, what they think, or anything like that. It's just, like, they, they came and they connected to each other somehow, and it was an equal balance. There was a, a beautiful yin and yang of their relationship, right? And yeah. some people might look... A, from afar and say that person's with that person you know what i mean yeah and you know you see you've seen that before and and you know who you are if you're in those things right right and it's a beautiful thing when you see that yeah and i love it i love 
uh, having um, you know conversations with people who are, are or or have been in those relationships or are currently in them, whatever, where they kind of know, you know, they yeah. kind of know what the situation is. For but, sure, uh, there is a love there that grows way. It goes deeper, way more than people can even uh, fathom in and, their own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter if you have six packs. Or if you, or you know, it doesn't matter if any of that stuff is beautiful, or whatever. If the other person can see you with a with a mud mask on or with with full on makeup, like as long as they like love who you are all together, that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Definitely, I think what it comes down to to kind of maybe wrap this up, come to a close, is um, just always coming back to the question: Are you respecting yourself? Yeah. Don't think about the other person. Don't even pretend if you're in a relationship that you would that you would describe as unhealthy or dysfunctional or whatever you want. Just pretend that person wasn't there and and ask yourself, is this does this feel like a respectful thing to be doing to myself? Just inquire. Don't yeah. expect an answer. Just ask yourself, does this feel like respect? Yeah, and we're not asking you to put down the cell phones or shut the computers. Mind you, we're speaking on a computer. We're, we're yeah. doing exactly what we're, we're right. working. We're more so like if there's something that you're looking at or if there's something you're reading online or whatever, share it with like your spouse instead of like being separated within mm. that thing and try to like come together instead of being so apart because you could be sitting and say, hey, and I've been in this. You could be sitting in the same bed and feel like you're all by yourself. Yes. Right? So like, just be like, just be more present and be more thankful and grateful during this time. And I would have said that even if this thing wasn't going on, just, just be there, be with that person. Yeah. Be with that person. Be with that person. Just be. Just, that's it. Just and be. Be yourself. Be thankful that you have this time. And, and yeah. if you really don't want to be with that person and you really you know, it, you really are feeling like you, you need to be away and, and by yourself and make the moves now instead of holding on. Until to you're it. in quarantine for two weeks and you can't leave. Jesus. <laughs> Seriously. I mean. And then good weird. luck. Yeah, good luck. Good luck because, hey, if you want to break up with them and it's like the first day of 14, <laughs> you can't leave the house. I love it. I know. You got 13 more days. I know. At least you can have time for packing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> awful yeah. but hey we're gonna leave you with that remember um you know we're gonna do our best with this video thing i kept having to get up and kind of like mess around with it we'll, we'll 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 hone in on that for the next one maybe we'll put it up on youtube if it looks good if it doesn't we'll be back in a month hell yeah unless we want to do it earlier but we're gonna do this once a month check us out on instagram uh, at, ride the wave at ride the wave podcast you um hey uh it's a good time to plug some some yoga. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. If you are interested in practicing from your living room, your bedroom, you can find my virtual yoga series. There's four videos up at this time. There will be more coming um, on my website, ridethewaveyoga.com. And you can just click virtual. And I'm accepting donations on, on a sliding scale starting at $10.00. Pay what you can. Um, you will not be turned away if you can't afford to practice or join. Um, I have a couple of blog posts I just finished as well if you want to click blog and, and check that out as well. So, seriously, send some questions. Mm. Send concerns. Send whatever. Mm. Feedback. Send feedback. I know I always forget that word. That's but okay. Yeah, send that feedback. Honestly, because... Um, this is just us talking as like a couple. And how do we do it? I don't know. We just do it. We're pretty good at this. You know what we forgot to talk about? We have the same rising sign. The birth chart. Well, that'll be another episode All right. on the astrology behind relationships. Let us know if you're interested in that. If you have questions you, we want, you want us to address in the next podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's important that, um, you know, you guys send us some feedback. So, you know, we, we are engaging uh, topics that you want to listen to. And, um, mm. and, and maybe, you know, what we'll do is we can even like read them at the end of a podcast or at the beginning, whatever, and answer yeah. those questions for you. All right. So thanks with that for being tuning said, in. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Get outside when you can outside of your house. Don't go too far. Don't go into bars, restaurants. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Get in the sun. Be the answer, not the problem. Yes. 
All right. See you later. Much love.